Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, this is part two of a discussion about risk. You're listening to Man Baggage. I'm joined by Nigel Clark and Laura Smith. Let's move on to juicier stuff, silly showing off. Now, we know the statistics. Males are more likely to take risks than females. It's just the case. In everyday situations that are relatively unlikely to incur life-threatening costs and ones that are likely to incur life-threatening costs, like going up a lamppost holding a beer for some TikTok bants, a study suggests that risk-taking is a pervasive feature of the human male psychology. Do you think that men are more likely to take risks to impress we're talking about showing off to catch the lady's eye. That's basically what we're talking about. The backflip that ends up smashing your head because you tried to backflip over a bin because some girls were looking from all bar one type risks. Dude, I took those or risks. Did. I've got the scar to prove it. <laughs> what happened? What somewhere, happened? somewhere there. Out on a night out, doing a backflip in a club, slipped on some water. Hang on a second. Is the actually you've turned into the silly example? You actually yeah, yeah, did. literally, literally. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even having a laugh. Literally, slipped. Crack my head open, blood everywhere. Now, I don't want to be sexist, Laura, but I have literally, in a nightclub or any situation, never seen a woman suddenly do a backflip to try and impress boys walking. At a break dance, uh, dance competitions and things I've been to, like that, sure enough, a girl will moon walk in and, and, and do some crazy shit. But not like, put my wine down, Kelly. And that lad's looking, watch this, <laughs> boom, throw herself from the first floor. Or blokes do weird shit, like, I'm going to fall down the stairs on purpose, yeah. watch this. Like, just for some banter. Wait, I'm not even going to complicate this. We all know about the male gaze. We all know the pressures that women are under. Be beautiful, turn up. Do you know what I mean? And that, and that it has been the structure for hundreds and hundreds of years so if a girl was <laughs> the idea of me starting to backflip for a geezer i mean that's the definition <laughs> of the ick yeah the girls ick. don't need to backflip for dick do <laughs> yeah, they let's let's don't. let's not dress this up <laughs> we just don't i mean the, the you just need flight, to go dick know. please <laughs> yeah no, do you know what i mean there you go we're the ones who have to do the peacock dance to get the action so that's what ends up with us doing backflips on the dance floor. I mean, bless you. What I want to get to the bottom of, Laura, is are women more adverse to that risk or are you just so intelligent that you don't do it? Or is it that you're a bit more cautious about taking it? You know, which is it? Is it men that are pushed into it? They're just as adverse to it. We're just as scared of it as you. But because of the way it is out there, we've pushed ourselves into it. Or are women genuinely more risk averse, in your opinion? I think there's a couple of things going on in the sense. I mean, I watched this mad... Uh, podcast the other day where this woman was talking about being accidentally dosed with testosterone 
I don't know if you've seen this. I'll try and find a clip. She kind of worked in a sort of testosterone manufacturing. Anyway, she got accidentally dosed it and she said she was so charged, she couldn't even handle what was going on inside her. She got a real insight into the male psyche, which is, oh my God, yeah, I'll go and run into that and see if it gets me gets me end away. Do you know what I mean? And Now she knows what it's like to have to wank at work yeah, every exactly. three hours. It's horrible. It's basically what she was saying. <laughs> and then I think, so there's that factor, there's the chemical factor, but I also think... You know, in terms of either daft risks or risks in your career or what have you, I think women naturally, and again, it's so difficult, naturally look for the good of the group. They consider the good of the group before they consider this individual interest. And I mean, there are daft women. I mean, I'm a daft person. I want to, you know, cut the line and go the wrong way up to the slide and get told off at a water park. That's sort of that's sort of my sort of thing. But it's like, mostly they're just like, just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Don't mug yourself sort of thing. You know what I, I like mean? That. But like, I just think we see the, the good of the group and I don't know, men just can be more singular. Yes, I get that. But, so, but what about financial risk, Nigel? Do you think, I mean, I've known just as many females in my life that sort of take financial risk, get the credit card out, think, fuck it, I'll be able to pay it back or might see uh, some sort of investment scheme and think, yeah, I'll stick 15 grand in and see what happens. When it comes to financial risk, how are you with that? And how are the people around you? See, I try and be quite safe when it comes to the financials. I'm trying to think of my mates now and think, like, are they big on the finance? I I don't think they are. I think men, and I'm, I'm generalizing here, of course, I think men are less likely to commit financial risk. The exception would be gambling, which is if you look at gamblers being treated, it's massively skewed towards men. That's competition. You're bringing it back round to the fact that men naturally want to win something, That you know, whether it be the football, whether it be this, that or the other. Once you bring an element of winning into it, that's when men, it, it doesn't even become about risk anymore. It's, it's about winning. So risk goes out of the window and it's like, I want to win. I want to win. This is my competitive streak in me. And it was really nice hearing and reminded me when Laura was talking about um, the testosterone because my dad got um, prostate cancer and got put on female hormones and reading up on, on the effects that it could have, it totally said exactly that, that taking female hormones is going to make you feel like you don't want to be as get up and go and get out there and, and, you know, be a rambunctious dude. You're going to feel a little bit more chill. And don't worry about that because that's a natural feeling that you're going to have if you're taking a female hormone. Which is probably true. But Laura, listening to that, it starts to become a bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? Because as we move into the workplace, you said a statement like that in the boardroom, you're going to be in HR faster, faster than your crepes totally. can go. How do we unpack risk-taking and, and say, yes, it's true. Statistically true, men take more risk. We do do more backflips. We do split our heads more in nightclubs. We do gamble more. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to extrapolate that to, well, I've, I've got this business, this ad agency. I want risk-taking, exciting creatives. Tempting to drift into sexism here, isn't it? And hire men instead of women. How can we unpack that? I do think we need to be more clinical about things. I mean, we, we gender's never been more in, in under a spotlight and understanding the sort of fluidity True. of it and the sort of non-binary nature of it across the board, really, you know. So it is all very difficult. But, I, I, you know, if we are looking at studies and we are looking at actual, you know, chemical facts and, and then understanding, because you can always go above... It's like going above nature because, you know, once you understand, like for your dad to have that insight, oh, actually, 
I might be a little bit weepy and want to stay indoors today because I'm, I'm on a female hormone. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm not as, you know, pushing forward. Um, in the same way, you know, I've had to take steroids for a condition. I'm thinking, right, shut the fuck up, stop talking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm like, you know, ch- chomping at the bit. It's like doing a tricep extension. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, to understand these things, and I don't want to say he who shall not be named, but Jordan Peterson was once breaking down that actually he's had to coach women to go, well, actually be more aggressive in that workplace. But, you know, because these are the traits that, that you know, that push your nose forward. And, and, you know, sometimes you've got to go for what's counterintuitive. You don't want to go, oh, you're a female, you won't do this. Because equally, I, I said before about it being a naturally sort of more female trait to think of the good of the group. That sort of, um, you know, lateral thinking of going, well, actually, let's take two steps back for the good of the whole company might be such a strategic risk that a woman would take that maybe a single-minded kind of bullish approach of you simple, yeah. simple boys, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so... Can I put my willy yeah, in yeah, it? Can I put my willy in it? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Do you think the happy medium is to take risks but with advice? You know, it's like we're, we're in an era of like where we don't trust experts and you've just seen it in COVID. The more someone knew and the more training they had, the more they got it online and, you know, someone called Leanne from Watford would have the real <laughs> truth in her iPhone in a lay-by. But surely the key with risk, do push forward, do be bullish, but be informed. Then you get the best of both worlds. You've got the connected, if you like, what we're calling female, not meaning biologically female, but that thinking about the group feminine sideways thinking taking advice sideways but moving forward with that more bullish backflip and then you've got the best of both worlds I, I think that's what we're trying to strive for all the time right now I think we're striving for men to look at things differently and think of the way women feel think of the way you know which is right and the other side of it yes we need women to which they are doing stand up and 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 push forward and do things and, and I think it's happening you can see it happening in society both sexes are trying to balance themselves by having a little bit more of the opposite sex's way of doing things in there and I think that is a good thing and I think that's the right way to be heading. What about social media Laura do you think that's made people take greater risks on all level it might be injecting a bit of extra filler in your face because the com you used to compete with your cousins and whoever was yeah. in your street and maybe your po- your postcode. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough stress for me, knowing that my cousin Nathan has got a, a brand new, like, lowered Escort XR3i, let alone knowing what boat Rihanna's on. I don't need to fucking know yeah. that shit. But now I do. I know what car Jay-Z's driving. I know he's probably driving, being driven in. I, I don't need to. I don't need to know that, but it's in there as though he lives in my street. It might make me take more financial risks it might make me take more work risks where i'm trying to get more exposure do you think social media is making us less safe in that sense yeah it is it's like you sort of aspired to be the hottest sixth former didn't you let alone the kardashians and you see these sort of you know i've got like friends you know young single mums who are just doing these big balloon arches and mercedes benz for their babies all based on the kardashian stuff but i think you know the bigger risks are going to have to come and i think it is a shift because we have to be positive about where things are heading people are trying to keep up with the flipping wrong sort of people but i think the bigger risk is when people are going to start like moving back into themselves you know my oldest is 19 and you know they're very cool they're very cool this next generation do you know what I mean like they're 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 kind of (laughs) you know stepping back a bit 
you know, quite happy to sort of plough their own furrow. And, you know, and I think that that's going to be the next big risk without risking, without sounding like Brené Brown, to kind of have the vulnerability to be yourself, you know, to go, actually, I don't want all that. This is actually what I'm on. This is what I'm about. And that's going to be the next kind of thing where you're not playing to the bloody gallery all the time and trying to keep up with people. I bloody hope so. The only gallery I want to play to are the ones that have paid to come in. A hundred percent. 
than men. Men are sexually more risky. I think women can be more emotionally risky for the heart in the being. I see it all the time. Where I come from, most of the girls suffer with attracted to bastard disease till they're about yeah. 25. It's like if he's not a coke dealer with a tag on his leg, I can't have an orgasm till they're about 28. But we do want the alpha stuff. You know, that's all chemical as well. We do want that alpha meathead. And, and we've got wonderful, wonderful imaginations. And I think Caitlin Moran covered it in her book <laughs> where we actually project a whole life onto this poor, simple coke dealing moron that we're like <laughs> we've we've bridged we've bridgetoned it all up in our heads and, it, and we're crying because he ain't bought us the flowers we imagined he should get us and actually you know when we come down to stone cold sort of facts he's probably not actually promised that much but what we've projected onto him and also you know we don't we don't develop that part of the brain that deals with consequences till about mid-20s either so you know the thing is yeah. be dumb you know what I mean I just think that is the time to be dumb if you didn't have your teens and 20s where you're so cocksure of yourself True. you'd never bloody do anything you'd never leave your parents house would you let's leave the neurosis and the overthinking to us in our 30s I mean when I've got girlfriends well into their 30s that are still dating the same geezers I'm like pack it in I don't want to it's yeah. time you're down to your last five eggs <laughs> to sort your life out <laughs> you got one of that little free range six pack left that's it <laughs> and they got date stamps on um <laughs> no, but well, talking of, talking of cockshaw, Nigel. I mean, did you take a risk to meet your partner? You happily married? Are you married? What's what's the setup? Well, so we actually went to the same dance college, and it was we didn't um, get together then. Though it was later on, and I bumped into her at M and S, and was like, "Yo, do you want to go for a drink?" And then we it sort of went from there. You can't say "yo" at an M and S. The two <laughs> yeah. things don't go together. Yo, penting by the carrot sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's how we that's how we met but what really resonated with me about what we were just talking about was the fact that men don't take those emotional risks but that yes. is what leads us to have so many problems mm-hmm. with our mental health with our with all, all the things that are in the media these days all these problems that men are talking about having and are slowly coming out with all stem from the fact that we haven't taken those emotional risks of being vulnerable. And I didn't mean to bring it back to this, but Paul Brunson, again, was on my podcast and he had this amazing moment where he talked about for a man to be strong, he has to be vulnerable. He has to go to that place of vulnerability and putting his heart out there, putting his feelings out there, putting his vulnerability out there. That's when he becomes the strongest. And it, it, it blew me away mm. when we, when he was talking about it. What about? I mean, let's move into the to the bedroom here. What about sexual risk? Do women take less sexual risk because we live in a patriarchal world and a woman don't express her sexuality to depends to how much she trusts extent. him. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, a guy is more likely to even a, a, a married guy. The statistics suggest he's more likely when he's drunk to go, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. And a woman is that because of the the prison that women live in, or are men more sexually risky? A man is more likely, again, and this is a real issue, this is looking to be criminalised, to push a girl into doing it, but without contraception, mm. and to try and, like, you know, take that a risk in that sense, whereas, a, a, I mean, I've ne- I've literally, I've never heard an incident of a woman going, no, don't wear the con, don't, don't do it, not unless it's somebody who wants to go up the duff. You know, we're talking about sexual health and protection, so men take risks across the board. 
single men attached men when it comes to getting their end away. But I wondered whether that's just because of sexism or whether men genuinely are like that more. I'd like to ask Laura a question off the back of that straight away to say... I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> How risky are you feeling? Breakout room. <laughs> go on, Nigel, go on, darling, go on. Pretend he's not here. <laughs> I'd like to know if you, if you think that maybe that is because... Do women talk less about the risks they take in the bedroom than men do? Do men want to mm. brag about their risks in the bedroom and women don't want to talk about their risks in the bedroom and they're a little bit like, I took this risk in the bedroom, but I'm not going to tell you about it right yeah. now. Cause... I think, uh, yeah, and I think the discourse is changing, luckily, for women where they're not kind of internalising a sense of shame about their let's face it, hoeing years, because we all needed them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, but in terms yes. of men taking sexual risks, I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier. When things get sort of emotionally sort of sticky, where they're kind of getting to a point where they might have to be vulnerable in that point, they'd rather go, no, fuck that, and get their end away and feel those kind of, that little bit of masculinity from that to restore their masculinity. I think there's an element of that. I'm speaking for you. But I think with women... I think, yeah, we we do, and I think in a in a marriage maybe because once we bag the good guy, the provider, the nice guy, <laughs> we kind of want that kind of, you know, we won't want to be like, oh, let's order something from Love Honey, and he's like, I'll oh, drop me out. Do you know what I mean? Like a little bit maybe. That's quite a risky thing to do when you're in. Not necessarily when you've been together a number of years, but you know, when you've been with someone about two or three years, it's quite you want it's quite risky to say actually I'm into this. Yeah certain thing because if you've not stated you're into I don't know feet or whatever it might be <laughs> by three years in well it could be maybe maybe that's a bit too long like you know you're in love you're in a relationship you're exclusive it's a year in and you're like oh, I know I know what I'm doing is not in the mainstream I'm wondering who's worse at that men or women communicating their sexual need part of me wonders whether men are worse because is that what drives cheating when men so. cheat more because they can't say to their the woman, "Look, I need a I need a night where we both act like hoes because I'm not getting the excitement I need." <laughs> and you, it might go down badly, lads. It might backfire. I'm not saying you do it, but it's going to be a hell of a lot fucking worse if you keep those thoughts in. Because sooner or later, you're going to have had one drink too many and you're going to make a mistake. Yeah. I think again, it's about being seen in that relationship, and it is always risky to kind of either emotionally make yourself vulnerable or say to your husband, you know. Tell me to spit on it. Call me a slut. <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Thanks, that's Laura. what you call. Thanks that, that is what Laura. you call taking a risk. We will, ne we will never. We will never know whether that was Laura's husband speaking or Laura in that little sketch she acted out. Let's leave that to the imagination. I like to think it was her saying it to him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, Nigel Clark, Laura Smith. Thank you for taking a gamble and being so risky and no, being honest you. with me. If you've come here as fans of either of these two, I mean, if you've come here as a fan of Nigel's, I mean, and we've just finished on that, I do hope you're the parent. <laughs> <laughs> um, do hit subscribe. Do leave a review. Take that risk, guys. Communicate with us. Hang around. Go to wherever you get your podcasts. If you come here by an unusual route, hit subscribe. Do hit my guests up. Tweet me. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you next time. Right. I'm off to climb naked up a pole and then spit on it. I feel like a right slut. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.